This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Greetings. This is Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm about to have a conversation. I, Master Plo, have you heard of this conversation? Yes, Kotor Obi-Wan. You're listening to Star Wars Conversations here indeed. Welcome to Conversations. I'm Charles. And I'm Pat, and this is episode 73. Dropping out of hyperspace, Han Solo swiftly flies the Millennium Falcon, dodging attacks from TIE fighters with his trusty co-pilot Chewbacca towards the Wookiee homeworld for a holiday get-together? <laughs> of course. In 4-3 aspect ratio. Yeah, um, <laughs> for Life Day. So we start with what Life Day is. It was a, uh, a Wookiee tradition. It was a celebration of love and unity in the Wookiee homeworld and all. And, and what happened was under imperial rule, everybody was kind of down and out. It wasn't a toe-the-line imperialist. Mm-hmm. And um, so they, they it kind of spread. The tradition spread across the galaxy and other cultures and other planets started to celebrate the same idea in different ways uh, under that whole Life Day banner. Right. And it's about family at the essence of it. Yeah. And, you know, this obviously goes back to the Star Wars holiday special back in the 70s where this made-for-TV special. And, okay, granted, it was at the tail end of the... Mm-hmm variety style tv show that was going on at the time you know and and obviously i'm older than you are i grew up on donnie and marie sunny and Cher. these type of variety Mm -hmm. shows were all the rage at the time and this one was a bit of a challenge was not all the rage it wasn't (laughs) all the rage in fact it aired uh that year 78 Mm -hmm. and um that was it (laughs) yes um george lucas had it yanked from television after that never to be heard from again (laughs) and if you've seen it you know why (laughs) you know why um it's a challenge uh, certainly a different kind of star wars as our uh wonderful intro pointed out it it kind of opens up with han and chewie and they're you know escaping star destroyers and um Han's like, yeah, I know, Julie, we're going to get you back home for Life Day. And that's kind of where it starts. You're like, oh, yeah, more Star Wars. Awesome. Yeah. And literally and- scenes cut from the movie, like taking off from Tatooine and spliced into this one with brand new scenes, like you like you said, with Han and, and Chewie and Luke and Leia, like we see in the, a little bit <laughs> in the future, but recorded and performed uniquely for this show. Yeah. You know, as much as it was sort of cheesy in that sense, the actors put it all in there. I mean, it was it was heartfelt. And they totally believe this is an extension of the Star Wars story as we knew it back then. Yeah, and it's ADD kid's dream because it's like <laughs> these weird rabbit holes that it goes down. Um, and then and seemingly every turn and you're like, okay, well, this is some um, just about bored of this. Oh, something new and completely different is going on. Um, <laughs> but... It just was, it's, it's so weird. It's yes. such a weird um, TV movie yeah. uh, or special. And um, so, I, I mean, it can be found online. You can watch it online. Yes. But nothing official from the holiday special has been released officially since its original airing. Except for the cartoon mm-hmm. in the special, which I guess we'll get to. Yeah. But and then there there has been a holiday special Lego Star Wars 
that they released, I think, uh, last year, the year prior. Yeah, last um, year. Yeah, it's been a year. Yeah, you're right. It's so weird. And then it jumps from this Han and Chewie, and it's like, oh, get your own to your family. And it cuts to his family, and it's like nine minutes of nothing <laughs> but like an old, like shriveled up raisin Wookiee, and then a, another Wookiee just speaking tree look. There's dialogue, but there's no subtitles. Not at all. And and then Bumpy. Okay, so they have weird names. I get all right, fine. <laughs> but like he sounds like sounds like a dying calf. <laughs> he does. You know, because because of course you've got your Wookiee. <laughs> yes. But then he's like and he's obviously prepubescent. Yes. But it's not even like the same. Because, you know, of course, the Wookiee Roar is, is a, kind of an amalgamation of different animal sounds between seals and lions and things like that. Right. Um, this is none of those components. No. Uh, it's like the lamb in, in Jurassic Park when he's about to be eaten by the T-Rex. <laughs> and then, like, he's asked to, you know, his father's not back yet. His father's Chewbacca, obviously. And his father's not back yet. He's asked to dry dishes. And, like, he's like a total jerk about it. He's like, ah. And he like stomps around like a little yes. brat. I'm like, come on, man. We've all got your chores to do. Your mom's here by herself. <laughs> Obviously, we've seen Chewie with Han like on these missions and stuff. So like, it basically you have like a single mom at home. Yes. Like, help her out, dude. Exactly. Come on. I mean, you got all the toys. I mean, you yeah. got a wooden X-wing in there. He's got a rocking bantha. Exactly. I mean, that's a yeah, fantastic so Bantha. Yeah. Gets all this like cool stuff. Like, yes. Don't be a little jerk. It's yeah. life day. You got to hold your weight in this family unit here while exactly. your dad is out. You got to step up and be the man of the house because Grandpa Itchy certainly isn't, you know, <laughs> being the man of the house. No. And <laughs> you've got Imperials like all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. That essentially means that Kashyyyk is occupied. Oh, yeah. You know, timeline wise and also canon wise. With respect to the, you know, the Wookiees and how they were enslaved by the Imperials, this sort of portends to the nastiness of the history of the Wookiees and the Empire. It's not a good story. And no. they're obviously fearful, not just them, but also um, Ed Norton. <laughs> well, sorry, Art Carney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. The quintessential I... um, review show actor who was sort of making yes. the rounds at that point. but. You know, he experiences the same thing. And as the story progresses, as it's sort of disjointed way that it comes together, each of these different characters experience the Empire and their grip on this planet uh, very differently. But also it solidifies their relationship as, you know, hey, look, we need to band together to make sure that we get the best outcome for all of us. Yeah, and it's interesting because there's a scene where he's got Imperials like rooting through his shop and he's on a hollow calm with Mala, Chewie's wife, and like speaking in code to her about <laughs> Chewie coming back, which is like, I mean, it's creative, I guess. It's so weird. Yes. And um, <laughs> like, so then there's like, they have the hollow table with like a circus act that they're watching for entertainment. And it's right. like, okay, I guess. It seems to be in-world. But then you have, like, Space Julia Child over here <laughs> teaching Mala how to cook. And, like, I don't know if she's an alien or a droid or an alien droid, um, but she's all sorts of a mess. And it's just, it's just so wacky. The guy, a human, brings over some gifts. Yes, for Chewie's family, the Imperials are are skeptical of this of the gift that he brings to Mala, and it looks like a boombox. <laughs> and then, of course, you open it and and see like a private Jefferson Starship show. <laughs> I mean, who else would it be? <laughs> it was well, certainly not going to be Jefferson Airplane. No, <laughs> no, but yeah, it's just it's. It's bizarre. I could have sworn that I watched The New Hope a bunch of times and never saw a bartender that looked like B. Arthur. <laughs> or Jefferson Starship. 
And it's clearly the same bar. Yes. Because it's the same band playing the same song. <laughs> but it's like it's like the, the elevator music or like lounge singer version of the yes. song. Because yeah. they're like but it's slower. the same song. Yeah. Same song. There's a rumor, of course, that B. Arthur, her character was the night shift bartender <laughs> versus the day shift bartender that we know and we saw in a new right Hope. right as as the guy that had to clean up on right. yes yeah we don't serve okay. our kind here right you know what she probably served their kind there yes she would especially at night because at that point oh man <laughs> she's looking at margins <laughs> and you see these connections back to a new hope sort of expanding the story of family and taking these sets that we are all familiar with and introduce new characters, new arcs. And in this story, uh, life day, which, yeah, you know, really does humanize somewhat some of the, uh, star Wars universe, especially from Chewbacca's perspective, because, yeah. you know, he was not definitely not a minor player, but obviously, you know, he doesn't speak basic or English in our case. So, Han understands what he's talking about and you know that Chewie is the stalwart sidekick but he's really front and center in this and his family's front and center that's what I love about this actual story I mean as hard as it is to watch on YouTube <laughs> like you said because um, it's not available on Disney plus but if you sort of cut out some of the cheesiness of the 70s late 70s it's really a, quite a good story for Chewbacca and his family and give him more depth as we get into Empire and then Return of the Jedi and into the sequel trilogy. Yeah, and it's got these cameos from Luke and Leia and, you know, it's to Luke and R2 or mm -hmm. trying to fix his X-Wing, I guess. And, like, his hair is all sorts of weird looking. And his, <laughs> and his makeup. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like, what? I'm not sure what's going on here, but uh, I'm going to chalk it up to the camera, uh, you know, making him look weird? I don't know. <laughs> um, that hollow vid, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, he's making his obligatory uh, cameo there, yes. as does Leia. And then you're you're so, like, taken out of Star Wars with these, like, weird rabbit holes of, like these videos, these mm -hmm. hollow vids. And then it goes back and you see like Han and Chewie again in the, in the cockpit. And you're like, all right, cool. This is Star Wars again. And he's like, I'm a frying pan into the fire. Huh, <laughs> and like, like typical stuff. And you're like, okay, I'm back in. We're back on track. <laughs> and then there's martial law and imperial blockade. But it's funny. Cause like the, they live in the treehouse, mm -hmm. the, the Wookiees. Yeah. But they have, like, a regular, like, 60s sitcom door. <laughs> like, they have, like, wood panel walls and yes. a 60s sitcom door. They're and a credenza with, like, a secret door yes. to hide their communicator. Yes. <laughs> it's, yes, so strange. But I can say, happy life day, Itchy. Because he has a... VR slash LSD fueled erotic video. <laughs> Softcore porn. Yes. Mermea. <laughs> you know what? In the words of Timon from The Lion King, sleazy yet satisfied. <laughs> I feel like they weren't sure what Kashyyyk was going to look like. Or even what the name was, because the Imperial calls it the Gazook planet. That's right. Which is just baffling to me. <laughs> but when they land, it looks like Yavin. It's true. It does. Yeah. So uh, it's like, uh, I guess we're just going to reuse that because why not? Right. And it's like, there's probably trees on this planet. Right. All right. Remember mm -hmm. that shot from Yavin? We're going to use that. You know? Cut out the guy in the tower with the little gun that he's pointing, and yes. then we're good to go. <laughs> That's it. Perfect. No one will be the wiser. You look at this point where this was very much a hands-off project for George Lucas. He was, you know, knee-deep in potentially writing Rage of the Lost Ark or, you know, getting ready in pre-production on Empire Strikes Back. This was a very independent production that he had very yes. little to do with. 
whether or not it yeah. fit into his view of the canon uh, didn't really matter because, <laughs> right. as we saw on and screen, it, was, it went off on some tangents. And I feel as though he didn't love every aspect of it. No. Because, <laughs> because had he, it would have been more prevalent in Star Wars media. Mm-hmm. It clearly is not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have screen accurate everything, whether it's Chewbacca and it's like Peter Mayhew, of course. You've got Imperial yeah. officers, you've got stormtroopers. Everything is on-screen accurate within the Star Wars right. universe, yet the story is very, you know, disjointed in a sense. Uh, yes. But made yes. for a TV viewing audience. Yeah, and it's kind of meta because, like, Lumpy goes up to his room and he's, like, playing a simple game or whatever, but really he's watching, like, a cartoonized version of the rebels. Yes. And, and it's almost like visual account of, you know, rebel propaganda or something. Maybe clearly the characters and presumably what they've already done, you know, such as blowing up the death star and, and saving the rebellion and all this, but, but then it's like news stories as well. So you would imagine it's like like almost like a newsreel of the rebellion. In it's cartoon form. Exactly. It's like real time. And he's yeah. intercepted his transmission in animated style yeah. of what's actually going on. Hey, here's Luke after the destruction of the Death Star. And he's going off and he's wearing his yellow jacket. Yes. Like he just exactly. Left yes. And, and he looks, he's drawn to look like Luke. Yes. And then there's Han, whose face is just a weird, elongated... <laughs> disaster <laughs> um but it does introduce boba fett and how important and, is that you know like luke lands on this water planet he's quote-unquote saved by this guy in a, a t-visor helmet and all and like oh this is boba fett and i don't like the empire and he's like that sounds good enough to me let's trust you completely because he calls me friend yeah yeah clearly he's my friend right um he said it (laughs) he did he did say yes that's true so clearly naive little luke is hooked um you know he's bought into this hook line and sinker obviously um and um like three po's like um r2 has a bad feeling about him and he's like yeah r2's a stupid droid this guy knows what's up um it's just so weird but you know of course we do find out that He's working with Darth Vader. Yeah. And like he FaceTimes Vader and he's like, look, they bought it. That farm kid's an idiot. I'm not, I got him fooled. So then we as the viewer know that eh, I'm not right. But can you imagine <laughs> back in 1978, you see this T-visored character calling Luke friend. I just remove myself from the story as I know it at this point. And you see, wow, this Boba Fett guy, he's pretty cool. He's advancing uh-huh. the plot he's helping them out uh, uh-huh. i like this guy <laughs> oh he's helping him all right but <laughs> <laughs> but did you watch the um under the helmet the legacy of boba fett absolutely on disney plus yes okay so um if anyone listening has not it's a kind of a cool history lesson very on cool boba. yep and you know how he was designed where he came from how he ended up in yeah the uh, the holiday special to begin with and all that. It's testament too for Disney Plus, but also Disney as they bought the, the entire franchise, legitimizing Boba Fett's appearance within the holiday special and making that available on Disney Plus. It's a critical and a, you know, a mile marker for his character as an appearance within the canon. Well, canon, I guess it's or in the story. We see Boba Fett in his green armor. Yes. As opposed to, to yeah. his um, specialized stormtrooper armor. And it's a very yes. specific change from what George had envisioned for the character. Like, like you just mentioned right. in the Under the Helmet special. Suddenly he became a very specific character called well, Boba Fett. That's all they could afford. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then, of course, he's in the holiday special and you learn his name. And then you see him in, in Empire, and you're like, all right, cool, you know. And then your brother, the only toy he wants is Boba Fett, and he gets <laughs> Slave One for his birthday, and 
Anyway. The rest um, is history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you find out that he's working with Vader, and that ends that sort of uh, transmission. Yeah, yes. They're lumpy. Yes. And then... Who is being watched by the Imperial officer, you know, Right, at right. This point. So, then, so he's like, ah, he's working with Vader, I would imagine. I don't speak Shriver. But he cries out when he sees Vader on yeah. the thing. Uh-huh. And so then the Imperial comes over. He's like, oh, I'm just playing Pong. <laughs> and that, again, speaks to the real-time aspect of these transmissions they're looking at. It's You're looking at like almost very incriminating uh, transmissions while they're being entertaining. It's pretty scary for the guy who is like, looking over your shoulder. Yeah. And it's weird because then, like, you can feel the the empire tightening its grip on these star systems. It's just so weird because then it required imperial viewing, oh. and then it shows this video, and it's <laughs> B. Arthur tending bar <laughs> on tattooing, and it's like I um so I watched it like four times. Like, what about B. Arthur? Thank you for being a friend where everybody knows your name. Um, <laughs> is required imperial viewing. Like, are there, are, did stormtroopers over here taking notes on this lady? Like, what? What is what? I don't understand what's happening with that <laughs> at all, and why it's required viewing for imperials. Well, <laughs> I mean, let's also not minimize the role of Harvey Corman, who played. At least three roles in this entire show. <laughs> and he was cheap. <laughs> he was. But again, it speaks to the 1970s variety show he was making yeah. the rounds. And he yeah. had three very different roles. But, you know, critical roles in the sense that within each of these segments or vignettes, he brought out the intended emotion <laughs> from what they were trying uh-huh. to get at. In this case, with B. Arthur, he was figuring out that she was under duress, she was under the thumb of the Imperials, and, and like you said, with the video screen coming on, hey, curfew, everybody get out. And yes. so she's like, all right, last round. Okay, well, no one's leaving, it's on me. Let's do a little uh, a little dance, <laughs> and everyone get the heck out. But yeah, yes. it's why this was required viewing for from the Empire, <laughs> I don't know. You have all these little weird, like you said, like vignettes where it's like this bizarrity over here. And then <laughs> like that head scratcher over there. And it's just like strange stuff, you know, which is why it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's that's probably a lot of why. <laughs> Disney's like over here getting their all their Imagineers together. Like, how do we turn this into something useful that we can actually air? We can't <laughs> squash it. <laughs> all right, pull the Boba cartoon and we'll throw that up. <laughs> it fits oh. in with Book of Boba Fett. We're good. It's a strange special, um, but it does introduce the world to Life Day. That in and of itself. Uh, expands the the world of Star Wars and and gets you familiar with the idea that they don't just always you know fight space battles and and go into cantinas like there's more to galactic life you know and they have these get-togethers and these celebrations with their families and all. Ultimately, as Han gets Chewie back to Kashyyyk for Life Day and Art Carney's character, he's an integral part of that. You know, dissuading the Imperials from their rebel ties because, like we talked about yes. before, you've got this credenza that they're communicating with Princess Leia and 3PO. Mm-hmm. It's a very, yeah. you know, it's a very secure transmission. So, because Chewbacca is a critical member of the rebellion at this point, it makes sense that they have to hide these things. So, yeah, the fact that these two stormtroopers and the Imperial officer are in their tree and they're looking through things and destroy the Lumpy's little room and stuff. And then he's like, go clean your room. Lumpy tries to bite him. Yeah. Because <laughs> what else would you obviously. do? <laughs> obviously. Yeah. yeah. Like that dude deserves to be bit. Yes. The story really does pick up. Chewbacca and Han arrive on Kashyyyk. Uh, they sort of ambush to a certain degree, the two troopers <laughs> and one Imperial officer. And 
that's one of the greatest parts of this show is that Harrison Ford or Han Solo, the amount of emotion that he shows to this entire family is so honest. And I totally believed how important these creatures are to his life. And he spends very honest time with each character and says, wow, Lumpy, you've grown so much to the grandfather. You still itchy, you're going itch, to go blind. Itchy, you're going to go blind. <laughs> Itchy's a little bit uh, weird, but still a great character. And <laughs> um, Big hug. And it's just yeah. all around, He he's very genuine and very much present in this scene. And it's a great thing to see. Yeah, and it's unclear to me because not a whole lot of information uh, about like the production of it and all that. I don't know if it was one of the things that they kind of built into their, you know, after the success of A New Hope, if that was one of the things where like, hey, we're going to make a sequel, but we're also going to do this, you know, if it was like part of their contract. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, or if they all just were like, oh yeah, more Star Wars stuff, let's do it. You know what I mean? Yes. So, but... You know, their involvement is genuine as well. Obviously, they all are in it, the, the big three, and seem to be pretty happy to be in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's, so. there's no, not an ungenuine moment for sure. Even when it comes to the celebration, like the actual life day, where the entire Wookiee community comes together with their red robes, and they're at the Tree of Life, and they're celebrating, and you see Han and... Uh, Luke and you mm-hmm. see uh, Leia and 3PO and R2. Yeah. All these characters are genuinely there and they are supporting Chewbacca and his family. It's a great feeling. It's cheesy, yes, but it's ultimately a very nice ending to the entire show. Yeah, it's very much got that feeling of family and community that, you know, we as humans have around holiday. Mm-hmm. As, you know, namely Christmas or winter holidays, whatever you may celebrate this yeah. time of year is all about that sense of family and togetherness. Yeah. You and I are wearing our red robes, but... Um... Yeah, I mean, it, to get our community and our, our friends and family to commit to that is, is a big <laughs> ask. It's a big ask. <laughs> but, I mean, we could try. We could try. I mean, Actually, we do have a Life Day tradition coming up after our gift. Yes. So perhaps before the, the life day tradition that we're going to celebrate, we can do that. We can convince our families to to don their, their red robes. That'd be fabulous. Yes. And before we yes. get to that, it'd probably be a good time to put a commercial in here and take a break and get back to it. Have you thought and thought about what to get your loved ones this life day? Something that they can cherish for a lifetime and pass down for generations to come? Have you been struggling with where you can find such a thoughtful gift? Hi, I'm Palm Quintu of My Calicori. At My Calicori, we hand-carve every Calicori to suit your loved one's heritage and accomplishments. We take pride in making each and every Calicori right here on my home world of Ryloth. This life day, give your loved ones a priceless personal artifact they'll never forget. I personally guarantee the highest quality calicoids that you'll swear belong in a museum. If you send a hollow now, I'll throw in a sack of Minoc jerky. Use the promo code SPECTRE2 and you'll also get my patented Nerf Skin Line Leku Warmers. Make this life day special for generations to come with my calicori. And we are back. Thank you very much for that uh, very inspired and family tradition spot. It was very perfect. Thank you very much for that. And yeah. like we were talking about before, we've gone through the Star Wars special and yeah. Life Day and what it means to family and uh, togetherness. But also, the Star Wars special is seen as a very Outer Rim style show and production yes not very much yeah. canon but when the mandalorian mm-hmm. came around yes it became canon yeah obviously uh horatio fan celebrates like they i mean <laughs> just him obviously <laughs> well i mean you know din Djarin doesn't 
care about what I say, obviously. <laughs> Much to the protests of the Mithril, who's uh, Horatio Stanton. Yes. So it's a blink and you'll miss it reference in the Mandalorian where, you know, Horatio Sands um, Mithril is being harassed by <laughs> by some surly gents at a bar. And then, of course, Mando comes in and quote unquote saves him from nefarious creatures. And he's like, gee, thanks. And then Mando's like, don't <laughs> thank me yet because I'm here to take you in. Um, so he's totally like, ah, crap. And he's like, oh, I guess I'm not going to make life day this year. And they're like, oh, OK. Wait a Whoa. minute. So, you know, immediately the concept, at least, of Life Day is thrown into canon at this point because the holiday special is, is clearly so not. Yeah, <laughs> so that, not canon. Yeah, and that speaks to John Favreau and Dave Filoni, yeah. who... Who both celebrate Life Day. Yes. I've seen them. Clearly. I haven't been invited to their Life Day celebration. Yet. However... But Maybe that'll they, be my life day wish this year. Ooh. Mm. I know. Mm. Yeah. But beyond yeah. that, they have had a fabulous track record of looking at the history of Star Wars and uh-huh. celebrating some of the smaller or more obscure yeah. areas of Star Wars. And yeah, like bringing the them back forward. corners yeah. that no one really thinks about. Exactly. And yeah. not only are we talking about Life Day right here, but we we're also talking about Boba Fett's rifle from yeah. the animated portion of this, the holiday special. Yeah, he's got the, the pulse rifle. Yeah. It's on the big beast, and it's like, yeah, because Luke's like, pew, 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 pew. Yeah. It does nothing to it. Right. And then he just zaps with that thing, and it's yeah. like, oh, that thing's like, I'm out of here. So you know that thing's powerful. And so we haven't seen it, it in Mando. Yeah, <laughs> we've seen it nowhere else. Yeah, until the Mandalorian comes around, and what is and Mandalorian? Starts disintegrating Jawas with it. Exactly. Maybe. So yep. it's not a validation for the entire Star Wars special, but certainly Boba Fett's appearance within that special is carried forward into canon on a yep. live action series, and that's yep. the quintessential way that John Favreau and Dave Filoni have approach the canon they grew up with these stories with yeah. these side shows that may not be canon but they are making it canon and that's how awesome is that as a star wars fan to be able to look at these things and say oh that's working oh my god you know that's fantastic yeah and again you know when you're exposed to these same things that these guys are that, that aren't like mainstream you know, you as a hardcore fan are like, yeah, remember, remember like Thrawn and stuff like that. And now you have this mainstream show like Mando that mentions Thrawn. You know, the noobs are like, Thrawn, what's that? And we're like, <laughs> oh my God, it's Thrawn. You know what I mean? Like, we lost it when he was in Rebels and now live action, we're going to go oh my bananas. Gosh. Yeah. So it's all this, these things they that they do pluck from. Seemingly random corners of Star Wars and make them fit, make them work. Um, but since the Disney acquisition, they've kind of tightened up the canon and legends content. You know, the stuff that's being put out now is pretty much all canon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unless specifically indicated that it's not. Yeah, like visions. You know? Yeah, yeah. So anything that that is not indicated otherwise is presumed canon. So, you know, then you've got like the Traveler's Guide to Batuu, which is a um, small book. It's a quick read. Yeah. Uh, But it has allusions to the Life Day celebrations on Batuu and the decorations and things, which in turn translates to actual Batuu. Yep. Now having in universe in canon Life Day merchandise. Now I haven't been to Batu or Galaxy's Edge in a while, and when you told me this when you went last time, how awesome is that? You've got a 1978 special with a questionable history that <laughs> yes. most Star Wars fans, including George Lucas himself, would shun. Yet, <laughs> it's been carried forward 
into the Mandalorian, uh-huh. which then translates to Batu in Galaxy's Edge, and now you've got in-universe merchandise to purchase. Now, yeah, it's all about <laughs> the dollar. I get that part, but that's such a wonderful lineage. It's so cool. It's very cool. And then, of course, you've got you know your other media. There's a a comic actually by Kevin Scott. Ooh. And um, yeah, and it, it, Star Wars Life Day is the name of it. And um, it was released in the uh, end of November. Ooh, nice. Uh, yeah, so of this year. You know, it's Life Day centric, obviously. But, you know, it mainly focuses on Han and Chewie, you know, working their way back to Kashyyyk for Life Day. It's It's kind of the comic version of... Uh, the events that happened in it loosely what happened in the in the holiday special but then also there's there's the part where like han is trying to escape the kanja club organization <laughs> and then <laughs> they get a, a call and they end up going to black spire outpost oh and then they Celebrating Life Day on Batu then Han and Han and Chewie. So it's kind of a merger of that with with what they're doing in the park, you know, intentionally to draw up interest in the Life Day festivities. But uh, it's really very cool to have this, you know, almost throwaway TV special that was that before it was on YouTube. Like not many people had seen it. No, I mean, and they had heard of it yes. and, and how terrible it was. And most people wanted to see it just to see how terrible it was. Some people got their hands on it and put it online. And then now a lot of people have seen it. But and it's not as terrible as most people have made it out to be. It's just very strange. I saw it as a VHS copy that was recorded <laughs> live. Imagine if we still had that VHS. Oh we could gosh. digitize it, remember? Like oh, the, the George on the um, George versions, yeah. Trilogy. Imagine, imagine. Yeah, oh, but that was man. my first experience. Was like a VHS crappy copy with the commercials included, and yeah. and <laughs> obviously with one of my friends when I was younger who had the ability or the family had the ability to record that. They had the the player, and that's yeah. the only reason why I saw it. And do I remember it from back then? Absolutely not. But now, absolutely not. What I do remember is Mark Hamill or Luke Skywalker, and I was very clearly at my young age, clearly confused of the appearances from him in that show and on the Muppets, the Muppets show. Like the, yes. uh, and like, yes. you know, very, two very different renditions of the character, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Luke Skywalker on TV. I just meld the two of them together and like, oh, it's the same show. It's like, <laughs> Wait, where's Luke in his uh, beige outfit? Uh, I don't know. Where? Whatever. I don't know. He's in his flight suit this time. Whatever. Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, man. But it's great to see how the holiday special has blasted to the future and become much more canon from the family and togetherness aspect that not just Kashyyyk celebrates but batu and all the all the planets that you know mm-hmm. celebrate it as well and it's a it's a great testament to the spirit of the celebration itself yeah and i think a lot of all of that is in real world we've started to kind of cherish those things more mm-hmm. recently with the isolation of social distancing and and all that kind of stuff it has um kind of made that more elusive and therefore worth more, you know? So getting together with people has, has become almost a hot commodity. Yes. And mm-hmm. so, you know, like, Oh, well, we're going to go have brunch uh, next Tuesday. Uh, but you know, with, with everything going on, we're not with holidays. It's like, no, we still have to do this. And so you do, and you're like, wow, you know, what, what a great time, mm-hmm. you know, that we, we weren't spending otherwise. So you, so there's a greater emphasis and a greater um, worth that we're putting these days on, on community and on family. And it's great to see that embraced by Disney, by Lucasfilm, to have Life Day be a thing. Yes. Now. Yeah. 
yeah, it's like a real world application of it. And it's a, a time to think about your family, think about who's around you, who means the most to you and yeah, how lucky you are to spend time with these people. And how could you gift them? How could you thank them for being part of your family? And, All right. you know, you and I, I think before we get to that, uh-huh. in the season of giving, um, we're hoping to um, have someone else give us money to uh, to air their uh, commercial. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. So we'll take one more commercial so, break? We will. We'll take one more commercial break. You better watch out. You better not cry, you better not pout, it's the Son of Sky Guy, Luke on a ledge is coming to a ledge. That's right, parents, are your younglings acting like rancors? Luke on a ledge! Do their quarters constantly look like a Gamerian den? Luke on a ledge! Do they treat their siblings like Bantha Poodoo? Not with Luke on a ledge, looking over their shoulder from a ledge, making sure they're behaving their best. Because if they're not, he'll report their behavior back to the Rebellion. And you know what happened the last time someone crossed the Rebellion? Now, Luke on a ledge comes with new surprise holiday outfit and accessories. Mine's got a candy cane lightsaber. Mine came with a Wampa fur scarf. Unbelookable! Guess you'd better be on your best behavior. He's right there! If you order now, we'll offer five credits off your purchase. So use your comm today. Order your Luke on a ledge to help your younglings stay on target. Not an approved Lucasfilm property. Not licensed by Hasbro Products. Layout on a ledge is not available. Must pay separate hyperspace shipping and crating. If you want within 12 parsecs, order today. And we're back. Wow. We are back. We are back. <laughs> oh, man. See, you know, uh, we have been fortunate enough to be beta testers on Lagoon Ledge. Yes. I don't want to claim success for him, you know, now being <laughs> a, a, uh, a wonderful holiday tradition. Yes. But, I mean, without us, let's face it. Exactly. <laughs> and the fact that you right, found right. the last... Luke on ledge, what, two years ago? Yeah. On the shelf, yeah. which right. by this time when it posts, we would have posted that video, the live video of you finding it. Like you were like rummaging yeah. through all these like elf on a shelf sort of thing. I, yeah. And then some weird knockoff yeah. things. Yeah. And then, yeah. Through all the sea of commercialism. It was the will of the force. It, it was. was the will of the it force. really was. And since that day, we've had the opportunity to have him be, be a wonderful part of the season. Yes. Really. For, for sure. Yeah. So so we look forward to the other adventures that he goes on as yes. well. Um, we have a little gift exchange for each other here. Yes. Um, yes. I gave I gave you something that, that I hope you will right. like. Well, let me open it here. Let me just grab this. Yeah. It's, a second here. Yeah, it's right next to you. Yeah, well, it's right here, yeah. Yeah. Wow, we taped this thing together. I, listen, I I didn't want you to... I didn't want to surprise you before. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, a Life Day calendar. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So basically, I was one of the traditions that we've had, and I wanted to spread the the tradition and uh, and the joy of the tradition to you. So essentially, you know, it's, it's like an advent calendar that we would have here, right? On Earth, right. Yeah. But it's, it's from Kashyyyk. There are different, different little trinkets right. and yeah. for for each day. So I can open them like now, like catch up. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um. Why don't you um open up number one? Okay. And see what is in there. Wow. It's a twig figure. Yeah. That's fantastic. Right? <laughs> and I, like, we have to catch up. We're a bit late putting this out there, but oh my gosh, this is yeah. fantastic. Is this, like, woven with actual twigs? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, uh, can can uh, can I open them all, or do I have to involve the rest of the family with this kind of stuff? Well, traditionally, you you would wait and and open one per day. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll, uh-huh. I'll put them uh-huh. on the wall. All right. Yes. All right. Okay. okay. So now right. your gift that you got there. Now mine. Yes. Now mine. Yes. Open up the box. I mean, it's it's inside of a box, so it's like a wrapped yeah. box, but. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's a little no, bit I too simple. I can tell it's to... a box. Yeah. I can tell it's a box. Right, right. That's true. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. Oh. All right. Uh. Some sort of loaf looking thing. <laughs> what am I. <laughs> well, what this am I is. What am I supposed to do with it? Well, okay. So okay. this is a traditional yeah. cracker, all right? So family okay. members who are sitting at the life day table right. would pull apart this little tightly woven piece. Okay. In the middle is a... So I just so I pull it apart? Exactly, pull it apart. Okay, okay. Okay. See? All right. Okay. All right. All right. Now, what, okay. what just fell into your hand? It's it's like a crown, like a little yeah. pull it apart, pull it apart. Crown. Okay. All right. Okay. So it's like a it's, it's a little a trinket. There's a toy here. There's a toy, but let's look yeah. at the crown first. So you okay. Open up the all crown. Right. Yeah. All right. Now you put so that, that on. Is, put that on over okay. your head. There you go. There right. you go. All right. And now you got the crown on. Pick up the yes. trinket. Okay. All right. It's a little here. wooden. Yeah, a little wooden wookie. And he's like, yeah. you move his arms and stuff. Yeah. yeah. See, there you go. There okay. you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. A little simple Perfect. little treat, almost like a kinder surprise, you know, like those chocolate yeah. kinder surprises. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's about you connecting with the family member to your left or your to your right to uh-huh. open this little cracker and uh-huh. you share in this excitement of life day and you got a little surprise. In yeah. There. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well. And I love what I've got. This advent calendar, which, I mean, I have to share, which is not great. But um, that's okay. Uh, I'll get yeah. that part. You'll survive. You'll survive. I will. And they'll, they'll like it too. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to end up cutting this short because we have to go to our Life Day Eve vigil. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So it's a um, La Vigilia is what we've got here in the Italian-American. Nice. Would have the feast of the seven fishes, and it's the La Vigilia on Christmas Eve, ah. where you know Christmas Day you would eat all your meats and you'd have your big uh, celebratory dinner and all. Um, you know, namely with Catholics, uh, it was very traditional to not eat meat the day before, so you would eat fish. So um, you know, it's it's very similar to the feast of the seven fishes. Okay, wherein right. we're gonna have some burra fish, uh, striped can. Finger fin wow. and the pickpock fish. <laughs> so the pickpock fish is very similar to the uh, bacala that the Italians would eat, which was a symbol and a reminder to the Dantuinians of their impoverished ancestors. Oh, wow. Okay. Dang. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So All right. we're going to go do that. So we're going to have to wrap this up. All right. Um, All right. Yeah. No, I get you. So we're on the socials, mm-hmm. as you know. We are on conversations.com. We're at Suations on Twitter and uh, Conversations on Instagram and uh, Facebook.com slash Conversations. Nice. So that is where you can find us. And I want to say happy Life Day to you, pal. Well, thank you very much. And Life Day wouldn't be the same without you because I wouldn't be here without you. Happy Life Day to you. Well, in that sense, we're going to leave with a, a little poem, actually. Oh, so wait a second. Just let me, uh, let me put a few um, logs in the fire here. Just give me a second. Okay, perfect. Twas the night before life day, behind every door. Not a creature was stirring, not even a pool. The stockings were hung by the evaporators with care, in the hopes that old Ben soon would be there. The Ewoks were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of mail-run boots danced in their heads. The Wookiees all wearing their holiday robes 
had just settled down for life day festivities to unfold. When in the valleys of Kashyyyk there arose such a clatter, I foreslept from my ladder to see what was the matter. Away to the scanners I flew with the force, tore open the viewport to better see, of course. The moon shining down on the sea of trees fill my eyes with green everywhere I see. When what through the trees narrowly avoids but a miniature speeder and eight tiny tug drove. With a little old driver to the disbelief of Han, well, I knew in a moment it must be Obi-Wan. More rapid than Ahwa's, his coursers they came. As he whistled and he shouted and called them by name, on BD, T7, on J4 and Hopper, on C3, on DZ, on D1, and come on, Chopper! To the top of the treehouse in the woods of Kashyyyk. Now speed away, the tug droids chimed in a squeak. As dry leaves that before a force push fly, when they meet to an obstacle they like hyperdrive. So up to the roof, the small tug droids flew, with a speeder full of toys and Saint Kenobi too. And then, like a tinkering, I heard through the mist, the snapping, the firing of each turbo lip. As I drew in my head and turned to stare, down the chimney St. Kenobi came with, hello there. He was dressed in a cloak from his head to his boots, and his robes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of kybers he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His pleasant smile was drawn up in a bow, and the beard on his chin was white as the snow. A hilt made of metal he held tight in his hand, and the glow of his saber lit up the land. He had a kind face, his demeanor was soft that radiated warmth like a bowl of bone broth. His robes blotted with soot, a right jolly old master, and I smiled when I saw him, it broke into laughter. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but began emptying his loot and filled the stockings with trinkets and jogan fruits. And moving his hand in a force wave swept, and giving a nod to the rooftops he left. He sprang to his speeder, and his droids gave a click, and away they all flew, gone in a parsec. But I heard him exclaim as he left with a zoom, Happy life day to all, and to all the forces with you. <laughs>